So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No, you're working at Inatech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Well, I'd buy you a... Well, I'm back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Andrew on the board. SP Futures down two and a quarter. NASDAQ Futures down 775. This is if we're trying to come back from a really clunker day yesterday. Uh, yesterday was a tough one. We came in and the Chinese numbers all got worse. Uh, everything they came out with, and then they surprised everybody with a real tiny rate cut, but still it was a surprise. Um, and then all of a sudden we get uh, Fitch said they were not only going to down, they warned every big bank, including everybody's favorite, JP Morgan, and Jamie Diamond about to get downgraded, and you know we don't want to see that, I guess. Uh, and uh, so then day was down, down, down. All of a sudden, it really kind of crapped out on the close. So we were down uh, 57 in the S and P, which is a big move. Um, it's well over a percent. Uh, do we have Mr. Kevin? Good morning. You do. You left out the biggest news of the day. Um, you got married? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Janet Yellen. Oh, what Janet Yellen down in some uh, magic mushrooms in, when she was in China. Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't yeah, know. that was it. It was uh, it, in the uh, dish that was prepared for her and others at a dinner when she was in China. How'd she do with those things? Um, I, 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 she now, you know, on a regular basis, uh, repeats the words "Oh wow." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but other than that. Uh, she's suddenly, uh, you know, speaking, thinking possibly, and and speaking uh, lucidly. So, um, you know, maybe they had a very positive effect. Um, I, I don't. She she said nobody really felt the effects, and uh-huh. allegedly, if they're prepared, if they're prepared uh, properly, you don't. Um, but again, she just kept staring at her hand for minutes at a time. So I'm not sure. Um, I know some people who went over to China. Well, people used to. Uh, work with when I say work with PTI, they would do seminars in our office, and had to, they weren't seminars to get people to trade. They were seminars with uh, people from China who came. Uh, it was agricultural exchange programs type of thing, where they mm-hmm. sent five or six people from uh, their group, and they would we <coughs> I would go with because uh, I guess they sort of got tired of talking to each other the whole time. But it was really neat because I went on a barge tour the Illinois River. I'd never gone through those huge locks and stuff, and how the locks work and how old they are and how barges work. It was, it was pretty fascinating. And we did a tour of uh, <coughs> one of the uh, ethanol facilities out in Freeport, which <coughs> which is really neat. And uh, that's where I always ask you the ask you the questions about people hacking into stuff, because the guy who designed that place had these two huge computer monitoring centers. And uh, nobody could touch any of it. From there, you could open and close like every, you know, there had, there had to be, you know, it's a huge still, basically. <clears throat> there had to be a thousand 
you know, what do you want to call them? Turn off knobs for like a like water turn off knobs <laughs> yeah, or stuff. That that would be the technical term for yeah, it. Yeah, whatever you call it, aren't the valves? I'll use the term valves because that would be the term. And you could you could do all that stuff from these two spots. That's the only place you could do anything from. Nobody could get in from home. Nobody could do anything. That was it. And I and I kind of wonder why all everybody's worried about getting hacked and these pipelines and all this kind of stuff as to why you should be able to get into that from the outside. I mean, you probably know the answer to that. I, I have no idea. This guy told me, he goes, nobody's getting this thing from the outside. If you're not sitting in those two spots, you can't do anything. Well, if, you, you, if you're connected to the outside world, you're vulnerable, period. Well, they weren't connected in those spots. Once you, once you connect yourself to the Internet, or, or, or theoretically even, you can have proprietary um, uh, communication lines, and, uh, and even in that case, you could find yourself... Um, uh, hacked now, you know. Uh, is there more secure and less secure? Absolutely. Um, and uh, are there better ways to go about it? And you know, uh, better and worse ways to go about it? Yeah. But there is no way to be completely impenetrable. Well, if 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 you're explain to me this, if your outside line, sort of like for stacks and jacks, our outside line is totally separate, <clears throat> comes in a different spot, the whole thing uh, to to connect into the our feed for the show. There's no way, unless somebody came in and put in another plug, that it could get into PTI Securities. I don't think. How can well, you jump it, it, again, it, it's sort of it, there. There was a time uh, when, when we designed networks, you would lease a line from you know AT and T or whomever, uh, and and that when you when you did lease that line. You know, you sort of had dibs. Now, I remember going through uh, this with bank examiners who said, well, what if someone goes out to the, uh, um, you know, the switching, uh, you know, a switching room or someplace like that and, uh, and wants to hack you from there? And I said, if they are really good at going in and looking at all of these hundreds of thousands of little copper lines going there and know to put the, which one to put, uh, where to put an alligator clip on which one of those, then, they got me, you know, but but the chances of that are slim. Uh, that that's doesn't. Like, that's like but, tapping but, somebody's but, phone line, right? Sort well, yeah, it. that would have been yeah. you know Mission Impossible cal, uh, uh, type of stuff, but uh, but that's not how it's done anymore because that's an expensive way to do it. What what everybody does now, and you probably are. I, I'd have to see your configuration for the line, but what everybody does. Is your your line basically takes you to the internet, and then you carve out a secure tunnel on the internet. Um, and uh, you know the Cisco Technot version of that technology is called DMVPN, uh, but there are a lot. You know, I mean, basically that's 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 how it works. Is uh, is you you create an encrypted tunnel in the internet, and then you communicate that way. Um, and, and it's because we have this big you know fiber infrastructure all over the. Uh, uh, all over the country, so this is how you take advantage of it. Well, I know we, two things that I, you know, I'm a novice at this, but AT&T, which just put in this new system for us, and yeah, uh, it, it isn't a month where they don't want to give me free Wi-Fi. I go, it's a securities firm. We do not want Wi-Fi. If you're not sitting at one of the terminals, you don't get in. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And it, but the, the PTI stuff, there's a router, and there's a router for PTI, 
the stacks and jack stuff goes goes right around the router. It doesn't go in the router. It's a totally separate line. So I mean, it, like you say, unless somebody knows how to get yeah. downstairs, and, and, and there's, switch. there are ways to separate your networks, your two networks. You can do that physically. In other words, it doesn't ride on the same transport at all. And then there are other ways, and people do this all the time in their businesses. Is um, is they it, it's it, it's a it, virtualization is one term you might see uh, for it, but it is really um, segmenting your network, and and your router will say, you know, that that the traffic is going to travel across the same lines, but it's it's going to have its own subnetwork on there, and the subnetwork is identified by um, you know, there's some masking that goes on. And so a, a company might say, well, only the accounting department can get access to the accounting system. Maybe some other people, maybe it'll push reports out to a report server and then, you know, anybody who needs to see some of the reports can see it. But only the accounting department can get into the uh, accounting system. And so, you know, uh, only the accountants have permission to get on that subnet. But it, they also have, per, you know, permission to use email and to get into other uh, systems that the company has. And it's not like they pull a separate wire for each of those. That all is right. all handled yeah. by your network engineer setting this up and creating a routing infrastructure for it. So they're not a Luddite like me and just say, I want a separate wire. It, it, it's it, it's not cost effective to do it that way. Oh, all right, well, a lot of things I like aren't cost effective. What can I tell you? Yeah, well, what can I say? You know, I I personally am not cost effective. Anyway, we started this because these people. These people we started this because Janet Yellen yeah. ate mushrooms. Well, that's it, that's that's where I'm going with this. These these people there were there was a corresponding trip where this group went to China, right? And of course, they're treated to all of the, the uh, culinary delights. And one night they had dog, and I said, don't tell me. Well, you know, everybody, I said, I don't care what everybody was doing. You didn't eat dog, did you? Well, yeah. I said, Cap, don't ever tell Audrey that. She'll slit your throat. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> so I, I vowed, A, probably to never go there, and if I did, I'm sticking right with the rice. That's it. I can do the rice and maybe... Maybe if I, won't, I guess I won't even know if it's fresh. Rice, maybe some bamboo shoots. We're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. I mean, a little spinach, maybe or cabbage. I'm good. But that's you know, I, I am not into that stuff. But uh, our, we were never uh, our gang. I won't say anything about you or me. We were not. We were not mushroom people in college. When I got to the trading floor, it was a huge deal on the in the uh, on the trading floor. Guys, the the reader used to have. Uh, if you knew what you were looking for and, and knew the. Uh, the words, shall we say, you could order up the mushrooms right in the reader, and they'd show up the seeds, and you'd grow them and throw them in your freezer, and they're all kinds of psychedelic stuff. One of the ladies downstairs went to uh, down to Columbia to walk to go out and try some kind of mushroom high mushroom high stuff they had down there. I'm like, good lord! I, but I, I don't know of anybody of our group that ever was into that. I mean, maybe they were, and just didn't tell me. But it was a big deal on the trading floor. Guys yeah, I, I, I was aware of hallucinogenics, but uh, not mushrooms. Yeah, oh yeah, these guys, are, it, it was the thing. And I'm going to say like 85, 86, you know, maybe through 90. It was the thing. Everybody, guys, they didn't have any room for food in their freezer. It was all mushrooms. <laughs> Just uh, anywho. Uh, so uh, she well, she could use a little something. Something. I went to a uh, reason why I was a little out of, out of out of sorts on all the news last night is I went to... Uh, God, Kevin, talk about a slice of Chicago history. I went to uh, Judge Tuman's uh, 
it's not really a funeral, but what do you call it, like a month later, celebration of life? Visitation, celebration of life is a common term now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so I could read off a list of people that were there, but if it was like you could have, you could have, if you could have dropped a bomb in there, you'd have knocked off every older Irish politician in the city and <laughs> judge. It was, it was really, I mean, he's such a meticulous old dude, he... He did the whole service himself from front to back and asked the, you know, and had said the people he wanted to speak and what he wanted him to read and the whole bit. I mean, just, he spent like, the, the, the priest, well, he's a Protestant church, so I guess the minister said, uh, he, had, he had like six drafts of what he, how he wanted his funeral thing to go. Just, you know, guys, guys are, uh, well, you know, I did a, a, uh, a thing with Carol Marine, and she did a real nice job. I guess they became great friends. Said she knew the guy for, she covered him for 12 years before, he ever said hello to her because he didn't. He wanted, didn't want to even talk to a reporter. Till finally, in a Starbucks, uh, she he said hello or something, and they became friends after that or something. I don't know, but, but she's a boy. She covered a lot of stuff, didn't she, Carol Marine? Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. So so yeah. My instructions for my kids are pretty simple: get everybody together, tell stories, um, and uh, have good music, and just make sure the whole thing ends with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's uh, instrumental of Little Wing. There you go. Well, uh, what do you, we had, we've had, uh, I did a great quote yesterday out of uh, a president of uh, NFO, Nigerian Family Office, Pearl she's right, because uh, I do a lot of uh, subcontract work for those guys. They do, I do their uh, protected program, and Dan Janitas does their fixed income stuff. So, and it's a, they got a couple other people that do, you know, the other covered right program and a dividend program and a few other things, but anyway, they, they, uh, I said to Pearl, and she's a, she's a floor girl, right? So there's no, I mean, we're not, we're not talking about, you, you, you don't have to be uh, careful what you say around her, shall we say, because uh, she was a trading floor girl and, and, and liked to mix it up with the guys like there's no tomorrow. So I got Pearl, you know, she's what are you guys been talking about on the show? I said, well, it's kind of a weirdo theme of mine that uh, ever since I've been in a business, I, I look around and I, you know, why did the interest rates all of a sudden, somebody say they start to go down in August of '82. Why didn't it happen in July or September? And even this week, why did Fitch, you know, or last week decide to to downgrade this or that? So, what do you think? And she goes, <laughs> she looks for right now. And she goes, well, maybe one day at Fitch, somebody showed up and decided they were going to do their friggin' job. <laughs> that, that could be it. <laughs> you know, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> But you know what? She goes, maybe one day somebody decided they were actually going to do what they're supposed to do. I'm like, okay, then. I, I, never, I just never put it quite like that, Kevin. Just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an opinion. It, well, it is an opinion. You've been, yeah, you've been, you've been talking about difficulty in uh, evaluating banks uh, a lot. And that's because I, really, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, and you know, I, I think there's a couple of areas where you want to go. You need to look at their interest rate risk, and that was you know what we saw in you know big time with Silicon Valley Bank. But you know how how well matched or you know it, it's never perfect, but how well matched are their uh, short-term asset uh, uh, prices? And their short-term liability prices. How about long-term? How does that look? And what's the gap in there? Um, and and so that that would be one thing that comes up, and I'm sure a lot of people got themselves in some variation of what we saw with Silicon Valley Bank. Um, 
but you know not not nearly as bad the uh, the other thing that you have to look at with them is uh and again how you get how you are privy to this kind of material is uh is up in the air but i know the examiners look at it closely is what how well reserved are you um compared to the performance of your loan portfolio in other words um are you starting to see a lot of late payments and have you have you upped your uh, contributions to reserve loan loss reserves uh accordingly because you're going to have to pay that piper sooner or later but also are you concentrated in at-risk industries so you know we've seen over the years how many commercial banks got uh, uh, concentrated with commercial real estate uh, development and then when that market you know comes crashing uh, crashing down um, you know what uh, <laughs> what what were they able to do about it and I you know I, I happened to work at a bank back in the day uh, in my Chicago days um, that did they got they just got so overextended in uh, commercial real estate including a lot of syndication loans and that I think that would be another part of it too um, because a lot of these really really large loans get syndicated and uh, if, if it starts to go bad whoever knows first <laughs> it's the one is going to get out and you're going to get out and, uh, and and get out cleanly and everybody else is going to be left holding the bag well you know it, so are there a lot of syndication loans where you're a, where someone is small potatoes in there they just went in trying to get the uh, return and uh, uh, and in those cases uh, but also are are there people who have concentrations in industries that are at risk uh, if you believe we're going, we're uh, staring down the barrel of a recession, which I do. Um, you know what what industries are going to be most at risk, and uh, and what's the bank's exposure in those industries? So those are, you know, if I if I were to evaluate safety and soundness of a bank, that's where I'd be looking. That's where I'm sure the examiners are looking, and that may be where Fitch is looking too. Well, I, uh, I'm going to start kind of from the beginning. I'm going to ask you. Uh, Two bank stories, south side where I used to live, and uh, I suppose still where the heart is. Uh, First National Bank, Evergreen Park, and Beverly Bank. So somebody buys Beverly Bank, some New York bank. It wasn't Bank in New York, but it was some New York bank with this really ugly lime green thing uh, that was their, their color. Guy was ugly. And I think they might have got bought by some. Anyway, so the people at Beverly Bank, you know, people, the old people in Beverly, or young people, didn't like the new people at all. So right next to the train station uh, these guys open up a storefront bank and of course all the little old ladies bring their stuff over there and uh, and you know not just little old ladies but they like the people their people are now in the new spot they're paying decent interest rate they put the money they there. let them they let them keep passbooks no doubt oh yeah I'm sure and at almost the same time First National Bank which is mostly owned by Ozingas the guy from the concrete company gets bought out I believe by Old Kent the odd story, the crummy story, was the guy who owned Bleaker's Bowling Alley was the second biggest owner. So the guy's like rich in a second, and the next day has a heart attack and dies, which is pretty ugly. Bummer for him. Yeah, no. You know, so anyway, same thing happens there. Down 95th Street, some of these people, nobody liked old Kent, which now became, became fifth third like six months later. Mm-hmm. They open up a place down the block, and my mother immediately takes all her stuff and runs in a new place. And, uh, and they, they're doing fine now. They don't have a loan department day one, I don't think. So I don't think, you know, so I, I guess maybe if it was a really good customer and they knew the person, they'd give them a car loan or something back when people did car loans through banks. But by and large, 
what do they do with their, with their money? They just go right to the Treasury and try and scalp the half a percent or percent, or do they? Well, yeah, it, it, yes. If the, so if the first thing you do is you get deposits, and then you have to ramp up your, your loan portfolio. And, and of course, we, we saw all the thrift institutions in the 90s and 2000s that kept saying, we want, our, we want to have a, uh, a loan portfolio, portfolio that resembles a commercial bank. And they all, that was everybody's strategic plan. And uh, when everybody is vying for the same dollars, yeah, oh yeah. the same lending business, they're not, you know, none of them made it. So uh, that, that was always fun to watch. But yeah, you, you have to put it somewhere. So And, and where did all these people put it? As Plus, if you're paying 5%. The 2000s, these people all put it into, uh, 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 what do you call them, the, the real estate funding. Um, you know, so they, they, they all said, we, wanna, we, we, we don't want to hold real estate loans. So they turned around and they put it into, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, Fannie, Freddie, and Nationwide, and all you know, all, all of those people, uh, only to find out that uh, hey, we are we really still are holding real estate loans, and if the whole damn thing comes crashing down, we're in trouble. Well, speaking of which, didn't uh, Fannie, didn't people some shareholders of Fannie and Freddie get some kind of a settlement yesterday? I heard heard later. Uh, I, I didn't see that. I don't. I'm know. Have to read. Anyway, so, but the next step, Kevin. Now, but plus, if you're paying three and a half percent, you better be making four somewhere. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. You know, so, 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 what else do they do? Yes, they want to buy different kinds of securities and so on. You have to have, you know, you have to have some assets, and the, and for the bank, the, you know, the assets are loans, the assets are investments, etc. So you have to have some, uh, some some kind of uh, uh, of assets because you, you know, you you want to match fund those with your liabilities that you have. Uh, and the liabilities are the deposits that you take, the, that you owe to your uh, uh, depositors. Well, the next step up, I had, uh, I don't know who, somebody had asked me if that they were interested in buying a bank, <clears throat> not because uh, the dude grew up on the south side. He was very concerned that the banks that used to service these communities that have now changed. Uh, well, that in those days, it was just they changed, you know, color of people. Living there, so was, but now it's become much more crime-ridden and everything else. Uh, but anyway, he he wanted to save a couple of these banks. Plus, he knew somebody wanted to buy one. So uh, I said I'd help him go through the numbers. Should have sent them to you, but uh, he was able to get from the state of Illinois. I think it was from the state, Kevin. Pretty serious uh, detail on on the people on, on these banks. You, I think you can get it. And I, I don't know what I would do with the detail from J.P. Morgan. I mean, the thing would be, you know, taller than the ceiling in my room. But, uh, but these banks. I mean, <clears throat> I'm looking at them, and God, Kevin, you can you can buy the darn things for not a lot of dough. I say not a lot of dough. I think a couple mil puts you in a bank, you know, with the building and everything. But uh, this was well, this is ten years ago, but maybe not anymore. But so I'm looking at oh, it, and and I can't tell you how, what that capital model looks like that they have to have. There is a certain. Well, I know. Yeah, I think you can put up, but. Um, but that's that's a little out of you know, I'm an ops an ops and an IT guy, so I I know what I know from hanging around with the uh, with the bankers. I think if you want to open up a storefront, you could probably do it with two mil, two and a half. I mean, I mean, but you know, you'd have one or two employees. But anyway, the uh, so he gets me all the books on about four or five of them, and I <clears throat> I know these places. <clears throat> I pretty much drive by them, you know, every time I go see my mom in those days, and. 
you know, we're talking about a you know bank with maybe the drive-through down the block and stuff back when people used to separate them. Got some Kevin's. A couple of them were small but just solid. A couple of them literally had like maybe fifty loans, but ten of them were all the dough, and they were like a car wash owned by one of the board members, something else owned by another board member. I'm going, what is this? <laughs> I mean, these guys, these guys, you know, this dude's car wash goes under. His bank's going under. I mean, I, I don't know how you yeah, get I mean, away with it, that. It, you know, you, you do have board members who, in some cases, you know, it, uh, they're, they're business people in the community, so they definitely have an interest in in the success of their businesses, oh, yeah. the success of their bank for the community, for their own personal interests. So it's not an awful uh, arrangement on some of these local boards that uh, that you get. Um, but you do, you know, you do, of course, always worry about uh, uh, crony boards, uh, you know, and, and that's rampant in the banking industry, especially in community banks. Well, what, uh, when they talk about, when you start getting to be a, a real big bank where nobody in the world can look at the stuff, and then somebody, you know, on CNBC will lob up there, oh, God, it's a great buy because it's, uh, what, book, price to book or some ratio they use, and I never really understood what that one was or how if you didn't know how good the loans were, what good it was to you. And I, just, I just have never really found an, a way <clears throat> to uh, value it. It seems like they get in trouble, the government gives them money, and then they, if they give them too much, then they find a way to fine them to take some of it. But it just seems like such a nose-up-the-ass of government kind of business that I, I just have trouble figuring out whether it's a buy or not. Well, it, it is for starters because, uh, you know, the, the, the government insures uh, 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 you know the deposits of the bank so all of a sudden it is essentially it becomes a quasi government entity and uh, you know or at least at least let's call it a government subsidized industry <clears throat> and then and then the question becomes how much and the question you know how many times have i said once once you start down that road then you know how much do you have to do the government's bidding um and it, uh because because you're reliant on them, and uh, so you know I I think that becomes part of it, and and actually, you know, I, and I I don't think it's I I don't think it's good that you have to do the government's bidding necessarily, but I do think that it is a you know it should be a normal expectation if somebody's going to subsidize you <laughs> then yeah. then they should be they damn well should be able to tell you what uh, uh you know uh, what you're going to do in some cases and this this is what when you and I have talked about um uh, you know about uh, capping industry uh, interest rates on things like credit cards um if that if the government really wanted to enforce that policy I don't take great offense for them interfering in the market like that because they've already interfered and their interference has been uh, a- accepted and embraced by the banking industry. Well, you can't, you're talking about a, a Supreme Court, okay, that, uh, well, I mean, I don't want to get into the abortion case necessarily, but and sometimes they, they're really big on the state's rights, especially the, the new court, the new Trump-dominated court. Uh, which you know, states' rights to me are I, I you know I just that's 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 like looking at the original constitutions totally in the eye of the beholder. But the interesting part in, in the 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 interest rate number, we will break here in a second. Is states? I don't know if they still do, Kevin. But states had usury laws in the in the uh, 
say the state of Illinois, I'm going to say the usury law was 12%. I believe it was. Andrew, why don't you do me a favor. Google uh, usury law Illinois. Well, yeah, it was 12%. I don't know if it's going the way of the dodo bird or what. But, but the, it was a Supreme Court. These banks sued, essentially, I don't know, I don't know if they got a, did they get a class, Kevin? Anyway, it, the thing make, made it to the Supreme Court. Now, everything else, if it's taxes or whatever, if you buy something from, like, Wyoming, you got to pay Illinois tax on it when it comes here, right? I mean, if you pay it in Wyoming first, you only got to pay the difference. And so theoretically. On. Well, theoretically. But the, the Supreme Court, now the guys that are supposed to be pristine and worry about t- states' rights and, and not, under, not under the take on anybody, which is such BS I can't even go there, uh, they decide that even if First National Bank, for instance, the dear departed First National Bank, is in Illinois, they can put their credit card division in Montana that does not have a usury law and charge the people in Illinois 18 or 20 or 24 percent or 30. Well, to me, that's everything in the world that all these conservative people are against, right? I mean, it's supposed to be the state's right, it's supposed to be that the idea that, you know, that, that the Illinois can't make a usury law without somebody getting around it that easy, I don't think is in any I'm not even saying a conservative or any liberal's thought process. Yet the banks managed to pull this off through the Supreme Court. Now, you can't tell me that, that that's not, I mean, how can that even be, Kevin? <laughs> but it is. It's, it's like, you know, the baseball, baseball not being interstate commerce. I mean, come on. Just saying. Uh, S&P futures up a quarter now. NASDAQ is up 75 cents. We're going to try and come back from this big loss yesterday. We'll see if we do. Be right back. Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. 
Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold. The idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, North Bay Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tim Howe. Andrew on the board. SP Futures now up 50 cents. NASDAQ Futures unchanged. By the way, I dug into this for a second, Kevin. Uh, anywhere from 5% to 6% to a strict cap of 36% on the worst case. So I don't know what the hell these laws are all about. But again, the minute you dig into something, you end up with more questions than you have answers. So we'll kind of pass strict that Strict cap and 36% doesn't seem like a phrase that makes a lot of sense. No, no. I think way back when... Uh, the credit card places first left, it was like 12%. You know, that had been 25 years ago. Anyway, Dow Futures up five. Individual stocks. We got Target is up uh, 10 bucks, 10.07, which is somewhat interesting. Well, I mean, the stock has not done as well. Uh, Target missed revenue expectations. They tried to bounce back after struggles, weaker demand, and whatever. I mean, this is, uh, let me see where the actual year over year. I uh, now expect. They expect comparable sales to decline by about mid-single digits for the first full fiscal year in earnings per share to range from seven to eight bucks. It is previously anticipated comparable sales would range from single-digit decline to whatever. It's uh, they, you know, they uh, Target offered a gloomier outlook, even as some top economists have scrapped calls for recession and federal data show signs of inflation is cooling. Inflation is cooling, and the recession is upon us. But that just that's just you and me, Kevin. Uh, what, what, what can we say? The uh, S&P futures, like I said, are uh, they're now up 75 cents. Dow futures are up four bucks over in Europe. These guys were down uh, heavy yesterday. Dex up nine. Uh, call that 0.1 percent. FTSE up down 34.5 percent. CAC around down two. Call that flat. So I'm worried now about the UK inflation rate, which is pretty darn high. We're in Asia. Nikkei down 472. They're making up for our yesterday. It's one and a half percent. Hang Seng down 251, 1.4%, well under the 19,000 number now, 18,329. Shanghai down 26.8% at uh, 3,150. Uh, again, yesterday, the Dow was uh, down 361, S&P down 51, and NASDAQ was down about 150. So not a good day. The biggest mover was actually the S&P. Uh, Bonds down 3 basis points, 4.19. Bund down 3 basis points, 2.64. Japan unchanged at 0.63. We have oil. Unchanged at 80.99. Brent down a penny, 84.88. Natural gas down three cents, 262. Arbob unchanged, 284. We've got gold 
Oh, it's a rally up 70 cents, 19.35. Silver up 8 cents, 22.73. We've got Bitcoin down 24 bucks, 29,124. Really steady at this low 29,000 numbers. And the U.S. dollar uh, is, is down slightly with the euro still at 109 and the pound down at 128.7. So that seems to be the numbers that were locked in on here. Uh, have been for a while. Andrew, what do you got for us? Traffic, weather, sports. Sacks. That's only, right. First, they lose three to the Brewers. Now they're going to beat the Cubs. <laughs> Yep, it is uh, 641 here in Chicago on August 16th. And that's right, the uh, White Sox came out on top against the Cubs 5-3. And the Diamondbacks also won yesterday. That was against the Rockies. That game was 8-5. Right now, for some Chicago weather, it's currently 7 degrees. We have sunny, excuse me, 60 degrees right now. Uh, sunny skies. We're going to have a high of 83 today. So things are cooling off a little bit today. Uh, that's going to change the rest of the week. It's going to get a bit warmer. But right now, that high of 82 is going to hit around 4 p.m. And over in Phoenix, they are currently at 87 degrees. They're going to have a high of 110. They're back in that excessive heat warning, and the high is going to hit around 5 p.m. Now, finally, for some Chicago traffic. Looks like no major accidents to report, thankfully. Uh, there are some slowdowns, though, coming in on, looks like, all the inbound expressways. And if you're on the outbound, look out for some slowdowns near Austin Boulevard on the, um, on, excuse me, on the Eisenhower. And if you're on the outbound, look out for that Kennedy construction slowdown. But other than that, it seems like business as usual. So that's all I got. Back to you, Chief. Kevin, you know, it's, uh, it's because of the last, everybody, ten years, I'll say, eight years, it really is not, I, I, don't, I don't think the population, even though I've just admitted that I don't know how to value banks very well, population has kind of dropped out of how the uh, banks are supposed to work. I mean, the idea is that they take money from a lot of people, give it a secure spot, and <clears throat> and loan it out to other people. They become an intermediary. And the whole theory of it is, is the people with the excess capital, they might be people that just work hard all day, they might be older people, they might be anything, generally are not the people with the ideas for new businesses or ongoing businesses. So what the banks does is match up the people with the ideas that need capital and don't have it with with people who have capital and and maybe that they, they don't want to mess with it. They just they just want to just put for, put it in a secure spot. Yeah, they don't they they want low risk capital. It's low yeah. risk capital basically. So so I mean uh you know grandpa who worked his fanny off for 50 years in the plant and now has a million dollars in the bank wants to retire and, and get some money for his cash. He doesn't want to have to go out and start another firm or find somebody who says, you know, I'm going to do this. I want to borrow your money. He'd rather somebody else do that. It's a professional. That's what that's what banks do. I mean, in credit unions and so forth. But if you're going to pay somebody interest, which you should, nobody should be able to use your money, my money, or your listeners' money without paying you for it. Because by the way, it is it is a it is a factor of production having the cash to do something. And I learned kind of a little bit of a lesson when I was really young. My stepfather and this other dude were heads of the uh, St. John Fisher Credit Union, which was, you know, pretty, you know, they were pretty busy. And uh, the guy who actually sat there on Monday and Wednesday night and took the cash in was this guy, Barney. <laughs> and there was a big, remember the big book where you actually, if, if there was a Kevin O'Neill page, you'd have the 80 bucks, and in, and in J- July somebody would go through and 80 bucks times, yeah, you know, just point, a big ledger. Yeah, times 0.03% times divided by 12, and they'd credit you your interest for July. Well, Barney did all that. So one night I said to Barney, I was, I was, might have been in high school, I go, Barney, how's it going? He goes, actually, it's going good. We're getting a lot of deposits. And I go, well, that's good. He goes, not if we don't have enough loans. 
how are you going to pay them? <laughs> you know, but I mean, it, I think most younger people, I, if they thought about it, I think, but it's not as obvious to them that if you run over to Lakeside Bank and they give you a CD for 5%, somewhere, someplace, they better be making 7 Or else, you know, the person behind the desk yeah. doesn't get paid and you don't get Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you're not going to cover your overhead. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, how you, but smaller banks, I think I can have a pretty reasonable idea of what they're doing, but the real big ones, I don't, how the hell does somebody value a uh, J.P. Morgan? I mean, Kevin, when they got loans to country, countries, businesses, government, I mean, for God's sake, I, and, and, and the the amount of transactions they do every day in the currency markets and things like that, how do you have any idea if they're going to, all they have to do is blow one of them? You know, I mean, it's, how do you... Yeah, so so your question becomes, again, what's your exposure on that? You have a loan to a country, uh, What uh, what's going to happen if it goes south? And if it does, uh, then... You know, can you withstand that? Uh, it's going to hurt no matter what, but can you, you know, can you withstand it, or is it going to cripple you? And you know that that's really the kinds of questions that uh, that in you know people like the ratings agencies are asking, um, and so they're looking at where these exposures are. So you know, China would be a good example. What if yeah. China just looks at us and says, uh, "Look, things aren't going so hot for us," so. Uh, um, they won't say sayonara because that would be Japanese, uh, but they will say uh, uh, see you later and uh, and walk away from it. And uh, and if you don't like it, too bad. You know that, that that's just the way it is. Well, that's that's an exposure. That's a big exposure. So um, so you you have to risk rate that. And and this is I mean it really is all about risk rating. Just a you know it, it's it's one of these lost art things. And you know I I insist. Uh, on spending a lot of time on it uh, on the supply chain side of my educational equation uh, uh, for just that reason that um, that if you don't do a good job with risk assessment then uh, these things are going to come and bite you and there's not going to be anything you can do about it and, and you, you just can't you can't live without saying, "What's my plan?" You know, can't you, you have to one one of two things when you identify significant risks. Either one, you have to have something preventative that is going to just keep it from happening, uh, or make it very improbable that it will happen. This is this is like an IT discipline that's been around as long as I was in that business, and that goes back to the 70s. The the alternative is you have to say, "Okay, what's my quick reaction plan so that I can mitigate." the risk when it happens in line this is what you do for instance we talked earlier about hacks this is what you do about hacks well what am I going to do to prevent myself from getting hacked and there's a whole bunch of diligence that you can do but it can still happen and the and it you know so you know you can you can lower the probability of it happening but you can't lower the impact of it happening so now what am I going to do uh, uh, to react quickly to it, so that uh, so that I'm not making it up in real time. Uh, that because then you have a really good chance of being wrong, um, and and doing some wrong things before you do some right things. So you can't be making it up in real time. So now you say, okay, what am I going to do when when I do get hacked, 
um, what's the plan? How do I, you know, how do I uh, put a stopper on it right away, et cetera, et cetera. There's a, you know, a long list of that. Well, you know, this is your question uh, for the banking industry is what are you going to do uh, because you have this big exposure to China or you have big exposure to some third world company or, or country or, or whatever it is because you really, really like the, the high returns you're getting from it as long as you're getting them. But the day, you know, it's, it's like the old banker adage, every loan is good you know when you make it it's just not good later on when they stop paying you well yeah I, the reason why i have this weirdo feeling in the, in the back of my neck Kevin, because one of this is years ago now one of my clients has a buddy or he's got a guy right and the guy has a stack of these german gold-backed bonds from the 1920s 30s somewhere in there and they were sold over here and they even had like QCIP numbers. Well, I don't know if they had QCIP numbers, but they had they were legitimate sale pieces here, and they were supposedly backed by gold bullion, and they were they were individual companies, but they were backed by gold bullion in a in a in a German bank allegedly. So these bonds are being sold here, and the money's going to Germany, and Germany is turning around. Now it wasn't going to the government; it was going to these companies. I don't know if they're being taxed or what they're doing, but Germany is now paying reparations to Britain and France for World War One, which they really couldn't afford to pay. And then we're demanding our World War One debt from Britain and France. So the money's going from our citizens to Germany, to Germany, to London, to Britain and France, and back over here to our government. So Hitler wanders in and one day decides... With, with everybody taking a cut along the oh, way. Oh yeah, with everybody taking a cut along the way. So Hitler wanders in and says, those aren't our obligations type of thing. Screw those. That Those are private companies. I don't know what you do with those. So I, I get the, f- the same weird feeling that there's a difference between... That's why I keep asking Dan about it, the Engineers. I get a weird feeling that the Chinese sort of own the debt that comes through the normal channels. You go over, you get a... Uh, you change your currency, your dollars into something else, and uh, and you, you know, whatever, you invest in this company. They come. I'm not saying those are good loans. I'm just saying... I get the feeling that the government might have to own those in some way, shape, or form. But they tried to limit their, their borrowings of their companies while, or, or claim they did, uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And, they, and the, the companies came directly to the U.S. and Europe with these things called dollar-denominated loans. So you, didn't, you could invest in the company with dollars directly. It smells so much like this German fiasco to me. The government, I don't think, could care about that loan. Hey, you you made you, you made a a, a dollar denominated loan on your own business to to Andrews Smelting Company, and guess what? Andrews no longer here. What what what's that got to do with us? You didn't go through the system. You went around the system. Blah blah blah. I I don't. I'm not predicting that happen. I sure as I hope it doesn't happen, Kevin. But God, it, it sounds eerily similar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're because schemes and scams are generally there. When it comes to schemes and scams, they are generally uh, nothing new under the sun. Just different variations on old themes. Fetishes the same way. Just saying. Okay. Much as you try, you probably can't invent a new fetish. Um, but I'm willing to work at it. You God. <laughs> Let's put it this way. At our age, look at the Kama Sutra. Look at all those positions. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> Just, just saying. 
that took young limber people uh, anyway but you know so i you know when you when now you look at the stock market and it's high is it too high i, I don't know uh are these, are these companies some companies going to grow into these prices sure some of them are probably cheap here given the future that they're going to have some maybe not so much how do you find the right ones but this whole this whole concept of well this this know, is where you know what what dan does is so great um because he he actually spends the time getting to know the management because it it, it really does in many cases the idea the ideas are good the business models are good all of that it is it is the ability to execute if it's sort of if you think of the uh, the gartner group model and their magic quadrant model and they talk about you know com- uh, companies uh, on the technology in technology do they have a complete vision yes or no do they have the ability to make it happen the ability to execute they call it and and that's a yes or no well if you can say yes to both of those then they go into their magic quadrant of their highest rated uh, uh, companies and I, and i think it's the same thing and that's why you know dan you know he takes the time to visit all of these uh companies and and get to know the management and make an assessment of them because you know it it really does get down to their ability to execute it and um and and i think that's the big difference is you know you tom you you look at at all of these different ideas that people have or what their business model is or where their funding sources are and all of that kind of stuff if you don't run the company well none of it matters well i mean what none, none of the rest matters anyway but it also you're 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 showing your uh your and my and, and most of my clients you're showing our risk profile and that's what that's what dan does a terrific job at it Okay, I'm looking for a place that is going to promise my clients 7% a year or 6% or 5%, whatever the market number happens to be shooting for. So I'm going to take the time to get my fanny over to this place and to listen to this guy and find out if they're going to be making 10 or 12% a year so they can pay my people the 7 they've promised them. Right? That's, and that's what he does, and he does a good job at it. It's, and I take the market, and I'll say I can... I can uh, mess with the essentially risk reward curves to by using options to more closely follow to what you're looking for whether you're not looking for a big loss you're willing to give up some of the upside for not taking a lot there's there's all kinds of ways you can tweak this then there's other people but i'm going to say half of the investment community especially in the last 10 years really doesn't want either of that they want a stock in 100 that is I'm gonna, all of a sudden the next day i'm gonna hear about it on tv and it's trading 300 i'm out in a week because that's been happening. I mean, in, in some of these, they 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 want that, okay, and that's because of the, the stock market to a certain extent. A lot of areas has become between the fabric of the market, and I, I caught a good one. All of a sudden, everybody wants it. It's on TV. The, the people who are natural sellers just get out of the way, and the stock runs from fifty to ninety, and everybody's sitting there going, "What just happened?" Yeah. But, so if that's what you're looking for, um, it, did did you watch The Sopranos? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You remember Uncle Junior then? Yeah. And Uncle Junior telling the feds who, uh, um, you know, wanted him to spill the beans uh, uh, on the operation. Um, he, he said, I want to, I'll clean it up a little bit. I, I, I want to uh, uh, sleep with Angie Dickinson. Let's see which one of us gets lucky first. 
<laughs> I mean, isn't that isn't that what you're describing? Is yeah, I, I want I want the one that's going to turn into you know go from a hundred to three hundred uh, virtually overnight. Yeah. Well, good. That's not a plan. That's that. And oh, that's, it, it that, is. That, it is for a lot of people. Oh, it is. It, it, it is. It, oh, no, it's it's a wish. Well, uh, a, a plan without a, you know the the appropriate actions is is just a wish. Well, the if you see it happen, the idea is I'm I'm paying you one percent a year. Why wasn't I in there? That's what I'm paying you for. Yeah, or as you go with Edward Stemming, a plan a plan without uh, without a uh, an action plan. I, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm botching the quote. Is nonsense is what he always referred to it as. Well, I mean, you'll you'll find that in uh, especially if you deal with a lot of people in the medical community. Uh, I don't you know I don't really do this, but uh, every one of them, not everyone, but a real lot of them will always get themselves caught up in two or three biotech companies that have some you know some new drug that's going to be a game changer and once in a great while you hit on one but it's like a lottery yeah, but every, everybody everybody's got one you know everybody's got one of these things in their in their in their their, their closet i'll say not even their portfolio because there's well, all but kinds that, of that, that's the model you know like the old bain capital model you know i'm, I'm going to buy so many distressed businesses and try to turn them around and some of them are going to fall by the wayside but when i hit on one it's going to more than cover my losses okay i get that 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 is a, a strategy and it's and again if you have people that can pull it off then it's it's an okay strategy well, that was but, a, that was a joke, and then that's really what you're talking about with the biotechs. Is okay. My my strategy is to invest in enough of them, spread the uh, spread my money around enough so that if a few of them hit, I make money. Cool. Okay. That, you know that that's a reasonable plan, but it it you could you still have to manage it. You still have to you know think it through because if you just scatter your money at everything that comes along, then you're you're going to be dissatisfied. I actually gave a uh, what this is a talk about an, 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 a a lecture opinion, but I actually at the time in a bunch of companies I sort of backed it up, not sort of, I thought I did. Uh, I had a group of people that really were into this either medical devices or uh, biotech or something, these small companies that all had, they all had pretty good ideas, Kevin. And uh, there's not one that you could say, boy, that's a really a horrible idea. I mean, what you, every one of them sound pretty good. And these guys are up to their eyeballs in this stuff. And I, and I did a little work and I a couple of them actually ended up having, you know, a decent product, but they could never, given this incredible relationship with these drug companies and our government. And I, I tell you what, if I could do it, if if I could, they could make me Solomon for a day. The first thing I do is I'd rip these people away from government. If half of them end up in jail, you know, I wouldn't care. To be honest with you, uh, but every time it, there was a firm that even came close to their fruition. Where it it should have been, you're buying all these stocks at say a buck a share, and you need one to go to fifty. All right. Well, the one that actually is a winner never makes it to fifty, because they can't get through the process. They can't do something. They do a marketing agreement with one of the big pharma firms. They either get choked off there, or to the point where the the, firm, the big firm knows how much debt they're in, and they end up buying the place for like ten bucks or five bucks, where you get your your money back and it becomes kind of a winner but it's never the winner it's never the $200 stock it ought to be for that firm because somewhere along the line you got to bail out to the big guy and the people that are running it say I, I've been doing this for five years I'm beating my head against the wall if I can at least get out of here with my money plus you know enough for me I'm out it, it is a, it's a totally 
I won't say truncated, but really messed up system. See, you you never it's it's like being in the lottery, and the one time there is a lottery, they steal half of the money from you, type of thing. Somebody somebody does. It's it's really screwed up. At least from what I my research was, you you never get the big winner. Somebody else does. They take it away from you before you get it. Just saying. Okay. Well, that that's bad. That's bad economic system. So yeah. Well, we yeah. duh. That's us. <laughs> yeah. That's us. us. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it, you, it, I mean, once in a great while. I mean, you. I mean, when was the last small firm that really became? The Biogen IDEC was a was an upstart. What thirty years ago, and they managed to weather the storm, and and now you know they do a lot of. But how many really actually do that? without getting snapped up along the way? I mean, not very many. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to think about that now, uh, because yeah, there are there are some that have emerged and uh, and and have been highly successful, but it's been a while. It's been a while since I, I you know since I can think of them, but I, I'm sure there's a few out there. There probably, probably a few, but it, but it's out of out of the 200 people that have ideas, how many of them? Probably all the ideas are good. Not all of them, but a lot of them. They just they just get jammed along the way. Well, and, and again, there, there's two. You know, we're talking two factors. So I'm going to go back and say yes, that gets to ability to execute. There are a lot of entrepreneurs with good ideas, um, but they don't have the ability to execute. And uh, so then I'll throw in a, a shameless plug for the entrepreneurship program at Ivy Tech, where you can come in with an idea and go out with a business ready to go. Um, but uh, but uh, aside from that, um, you also um, uh, uh, have the ability to navigate government and that's a totally different skill set and uh, and so to the extent that government is involved and so we were talking about medical devices a minute ago you know very regulated industry well if you're going to get involved in a highly regulated industry good luck navigating that yeah yeah unfortunately yeah so Kevin, so, we have somebody and, wants and, to and you you know that from your own experience um, and uh, and and it it wasn't quite as difficult, I'm sure, when you started as it is now. You you, you could never do what we did. Now you could not do what we did now. First of all, we didn't we didn't have a firm, so the CBOE sponsored us all. We we're all CBOE members sponsored us to take the test, the Series Seven and stuff. Nobody do that now. So you almost you have to have a firm now to have a firm to, to start mm-hmm. a firm. Yeah, yeah. This is major, major. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is catch twenty two. Kevin, thank you very much. Talk at you Friday. We're gonna have our, our guest on and talk Bitcoin one of these days. Uh, we are. I, I hope yeah. I, if we pass muster. If we pass marketing muster. Boy, I don't know about that. It's uh, I feel like yeah. Like, uh, if they want to be associated with the likes of us. Yeah, I know. I feel like Groucho Marx. I never remember of a club that would have me. <laughs> S&P futures up three, Nasdaq futures up eleven. Be right back, Mr. Dan Janitas. Not Dan Janitas, Professor Russell. We've been talking as so much about Dan, Professor Russell Rhodes. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade 
every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices, along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. There's something happening here. What it is. Well, no fake stocks and jocks. I'm Tom Howard. And we're on the board of SP Futures. Now up 250. Nasdaq futures is a quarter. We try and make a, a run at this. Uh, we'll see if we are able to do that. Um, do we have the professor? I'm here. I'm here. How are I'm you, here. bud? So, so before you go anywhere, um, back in about 2005, 2006, I worked in a financial firm, <clears throat> and a big investment bank came around, and they wanted us to start uh, creating credit default swaps for mortgage bonds. God. They wanted us to sell them. And after they hit it, you know, they, they came, they made their pitch. And we're like, you know, like, we've never had a, 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 rece- a housing recession nationwide. That's what it would take for these things to blow up. You know, I, they didn't say free money, but they, they were close to saying that. And uh, one of the smartest guys I ever worked with, after they left, we were trying to figure out how it would work with what we do and everything. And this one guy said, you know, Groucho Marx once said... <laughs> Yeah. Why, you know, if, if the club's so good, if it's such a great business, why are they here trying to get us involved in it? And we passed. Yeah, it was. Uh... So, but when you when you use the Groucho Marx, uh, Steve Straub, wherever you are, you saved us a ton of money. Well, oh, one, one morning we were doing this when Jan and I were on, uh, Dr. J and I were on the uh, the score. And I saw him last night at the, at the uh, funeral. Uh, when he was, Jan looks good. He's doing good. Uh, and his lovely bride. We were sitting here one morning during the show, so 5.30 in the morning, phone rings. And Jan goes, who the mm-hmm. hell is that? And I got it. 
he picks it up. I mean, we wait till we picks it up on. Fortunately, it was break, and it was some guy. Some IPO was coming out like that day, you know. And oh, and they needed they got to place them. Yeah, and, uh, so they, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It was one of those that nobody was supposed to be able to get into unless you know you, if if you'd been a, been a Goldman guy for thirty years, your nose up there behind you got like eight shares that kind of deal. So all of a sudden, John puts on the phone. He goes, "Now wait a minute, how far down the list are we?" <laughs> I, go, I think we're pretty far. He goes, I don't think we want any part of this, do we? If it got to us, why would we want it? <laughs> Turns out the thing, he goes, no, nah, we don't want it. They were all pissed. What do you mean? You're always asking to get involved in these things. Yeah, well, but except for the one you actually want us to get it, the thing was a total bomb. <laughs> but we dodged it. Oh, like, I'm sure. Just, I mean, I'm sure. By the way, were your, were your ears burning last night? Uh-oh. We were, we're, walk, we're, we're walking from the church to the... Uh, after game festivities for the funeral, only a, a few blocks away, and we saw uh-huh. we saw these couple these ladies walking a couple of west or no, not westies, uh, uh, Frenchies, and uh, Russell's name oh. came up. How's how's Russell's Frenchie? And I said, I will ask him. I think she's doing pretty good. Is she? Oh yeah, she's doing great. She's eating breakfast right now. Um, so good. That so, dog, that dog. Um, as I've said, they said six months max. Um, we got her uh, on my. my August 28th is my birthday. We got her on August 28th. So, so she's year. getting ready to... She's getting ready to make it at least a year. Uh, well, they forgot to tell yeah, her. You're, they forgot to tell her you're supposed to croak in six months. Yeah, I got to stop talking about it in front of her. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, start, she'll she'll start moping around and everything else. No, she's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. And smart as a freaking tack. Good for her. I mean, it, it's so funny. It's like I talk to her like she's a person, and she just walks, does exactly what I say. Oh God, that's that's cool. I know. It, uh, my wife just cracks up at it sometimes. I'm like, all right, it's time for us to go to work. She runs right up to my office and gets in the chair, and I mean, she yeah, <laughs> she's she's ready to work. Help you out. Oh yeah. But on the other side of it, when uh, one of the one of the you know one of the tough things about having a dog is what do you do when you go on vacation, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Um, but with the French Bulldog Rescue people, because we're a hospice, because we didn't fully adopt this dog, um, another volunteer takes takes this dog whenever we, you know, if, if, if we got to go out of town for a weekend or something like that. And apparently, whatever house she goes to, she immediately gloms on to whoever the, uh, you know, the, the father figure is in the household and acts the exact same way. So it has nothing to do with me. Oh, it probably does. The uh... No, no, no. She's, she's, she, no, no. She, if she, you know, if, if, if she lived in Chicago, she'd be turning tricks on the corner. Oh, God. Well, I was, uh, whoever the next, whoever the next guy is, she loves him. Well, my, my, my dog walker for Scruff, uh, if uh-huh. I was going away for the weekend, he just, some, he'd just come crash at my place. And, uh, so that made it a lot uh-huh. easier. And I, I always thought the guy was, you know, real nice guy, very well read, real bright. But I don't, you know, guys don't dig into guys' past too much. Of course, Audrey's over there once. It turns out the guy is, I don't know, in order. I guess he's Jewish, gay, dyslexic, uh, what's a Wiccan. Oh, I love the Wiccan part. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a count. I feel like like that's the most interesting part that you should lead with. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And and the guy, first he could hardly read, and then he became this absolute voracious reader that we helped him move one day. And the amount of newspapers and magazines, he never threw one of them out. Uh, so, oh. so I'm paying for my. So, nephew. so he's yeah. uh, you, you forgot to put hoarder on there. Oh yeah. So my I get my yeah. nephew and a couple of his buddies over to, to help him move. I said, Owen, how are you going to move? 
well, I'm going to take a bag every day in a CTA. I said, you're going to do what? So, you know, I got the Suburban. We go over. It's about 98 degrees. And uh, so my nephew and a couple of his buddies do like 90% of the work. And they go, yeah, well, it's almost ready. You can finish up tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's like 101. Wasn't exactly all done. That's the only time in my life I think I sweated through my wallet. It was bad. That's a, that, that, that should just be a great saying. Yeah. I work, I work so hard I sweat through my wallet. Yeah, and it never happened before since, and I hope it never happens again. But, but interesting character, but uh, he was a dog whisperer. I think he's still with us. I call him, I, I call him every uh, uh, solstice, winter solstice, because that's the, that's the big holiday for Wiccans, right? Yeah. Now, this, is, this is stuff I never even knew. The Audrey, of course, talks to a guy like this. I mean, I just... But it was, he was he was a character. But he would tell you there was the there was the dog had the name, and then it was the human the human unit that was the uh, owner. But the dog was the client by far. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're the client. Yeah, dog. So Scruff right was now. the client, you know, and I was just mm-hmm. you know happened to be the owner. But <laughs> but the day we put Scruff down, he came over. He said, he, he, said he learned okay. more more from Scruff than any any other of his clients. He, he would come in and right, sit. Not, not, now, I, now I'm starting to feel like you're messing with me. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, no, the dude no, no, was no, a whisperer. No, you know, it's just, uh, such a, it's just a perfect story that he learned to read, um, and he's a Wiccan, and he learned an awful lot from your dog. Yeah, well, he, but he'd come over if the I first lo- time. I, I, so I, I don't want to go to to series with you. I want to go to series with this guy. Oh, yeah. We'd, yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm being serious, too. Well, so. so Audrey and I go on, on vacay, and then Audrey drops – or a little little uh, Japanese chin. You ever seen those things? They're, they're, yes. Uh, they yeah. they are little push nose things, and she thought she was ten feet tall. She had to be boss of everybody and everything. I mean, just a, an amazing attitude. So, Owen comes over. He had a key, so he uh, he leaves the notes. He would say, "What other dogs we Scruff met? Bowser didn't like Bowser. Be like, <laughs> all the dogs they met, and whether Scruff liked them or not, right?" And then, you know, mm-hmm. did, did he do one or two of the usual routine? But I get this big write-up every day. So all of a sudden, we get back, and there's the write-up for Rosie, was the name of the little chin. We sat down to introduce ourselves, and Rosie let me know exactly how it was going to be. She was in charge. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. He picked up her personality, like, instantly, which is exactly what her, her personality was. But what a great little dog, though. She was she was so funny. But uh, Audrey got her from a... a uh, I don't know, I think it was the Humane Society in Michigan City or something. People, oh, wow. She, she had donated money to them, and all of a sudden they call up and go, we got a dog in the back room for you. We, she's very special. We want you to come on over. And well, I'd had a Rosie, the little Japanese chin. And, uh, you know, it's interesting world. But, hey, uh, we've been talking mm-hmm. about all kinds of stuff this week. Uh, valuation banks. We've been talking about uh, people downgrading. We've been talking about China. And a, a quote from Pearl yesterday, I said, Pearl, we've been talking about how somebody looks at the federal deficit, and we all looked at it, we've been talking about it for all the years we've been on the show, and how it's, you know, it seems like it's non-sustainable if we don't do something one of these days, but then one's the day. I said, all of a sudden, one day, Fitch says, uh, we're downgrading the place. And I said, well, what, do you th- what do you think causes that, that it's on a Tuesday and not a Monday or Wednesday? She goes, did you ever think that finally one day somebody walks in and says, I'm going to do my job? <laughs> and, like, I never, never crossed. Just the way she said it, Russell, finally one day somebody, no, did, their, somebody did their job. I'm going, okay, I guess that's that's possible. You know, 
Oh no! I mean, I I, I think it was kind of a regular scheduled thing. Probably. I really do. Probably. I want to go through. You know, when 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 things like this happen, and we want to get a little bit of insight. I, I got to go through my LinkedIn and, and see if I got any any former students working at Fitch. You probably do. I probably do. So, who are the guys you went I to see? In, you didn't go see Fitch in London. You went to Standard Poor's, right? No, we went to the third one. Uh, the Moody's. Moody's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are they all? I mean, are they and, all? And, and that's why I say some of the things that I say because I learned a lot about that process. Okay. Um, when and part of the process, I, uh, part of the deal, what you know, we, I, I just asked, um, you know, what I st- actually what I said, the way the question was phrased was, you know, if you're a stock analyst, you, um, you know, you pay very close attention to uh, any presentations the companies make, but also you're you're on them every quarter. You know, are you guys doing a uh, in-depth review of companies every quarter? And, and it was like, no. It, it, typically, the really in-depth review is like maybe annually or something like that. But they do have a schedule of, of you know, how they go how they go about making these decisions. And I think maybe you know, summertime was a uh, U.S. government. Let, let's just take another look at it. And I part of me wonders if. All of the ratings agencies were just sort of looking at each other, waiting to see which one was going to go first. Okay, it's, but I think there might there might have been some of that as well. But didn't they do that about ten years ago? And the government like tried to do everything nasty to them for about a decade. Fitch. Um. No, they uh, were they the ones that did the downgrade in two thousand eleven? Yeah. The first one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And, they, and, they, and, they, they, and that and and there were lots of other. Issues in the world that that caused you know that caused the market volatility that went along with it. A lot of people think it was just that, and it wasn't just that. There was a there were some major problems over in China. But did which, they try- hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? There's some major problems over in China right now. But they isn't isn't yeah. there? And this is more of a Russell question. Isn't there some law policy something something that for you to for some Groups like federally insured places and blah blah blah. That you can uh, you can only use bonds that are a certain rating by any one of these three. These three firms have been like named as being special. Mm-hmm. There's a name for them. There's a something kind of rating agency, a federally approved. Or some, there's some name for it. Didn't they threaten to take Fitch off that list after they did that in 2011? I I don't remember that. Part happening, I really just don't. There was a. They were not happy. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. But uh, so then, uh, what's going on with the banks? I mean, because uh, somebody, one of the listeners, called yesterday and they said to me, "Chief, how, why are these guys downgrading banks the same month as the Fed decides they all pass the stress stress with uh, flying colors?" And I said, eh. "Well, that's a question." Macro. I think it's the macro economy. But I mean, that they're okay for that they're okay for the moment, but um, you know, I, I'm very I would be very concerned about banks because uh, they don't you know they they're they're having to offer to pay you know five percent interest or whatever now, and I don't think they're able to find a good match of what to do with the you know to do with the money that they you know that they take in as deposits. How much of it? This is you know a tough question for how much of it is. You know, I'll, I'll use the ones around here. I don't know. Uh, 
who are the guys? Well, they just got bought by a Bitcoin place, but the one on the Board of Trade building, uh, Dave Goldberg started. What the hell's the name of that place? So, well, whatever. Plus, there's Lakeside, which the, there's a lot of mm-hmm. smaller banks around here. For so long, they haven't paid any interest to anybody. Do they even yeah. have loan departments anymore? I mean, do they? Are, <laughs> I, mean, are, I, mean, are they, I, I, I don't think it's something they've been. You know, it. I don't think they're they're. You know, giving trips to Hawaii to loan officers for you know making the most loans. I mean, do they have plumbing companies? I, mean, I think, companies? I think I mean, they're making. Lo- I think my point was, I think they're making loans, but I don't think they're, you know, making it a top priority. But at least the credit union is going to say, "Hey, we'll do your new car loan. We'll do your used car loan." They're they're aggressively yeah. marketing loans to people that you know are going to yes, pay. Yes, they are. Yet, I, yeah. I, I asked people at Lakeside, and I got no, like, I love the people there, but. I said, "Do you guys do car loans?" Well, if you buy a car, we'll do it for you. But that's we don't we don't advertise. We're it. not we're not going trying to find yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah. I mean, what, what do they do with it? I guess is my question. I mean, you could do real estate, you know, commercial real estate, but boy, you don't want to be locked up in there either. You can just put the money. You can pay very low interest and put the money in government securities well, that's, to make money. Well, that's what they've been doing for a decade. Hey, yeah, I know. Uh, that's, that's exactly what they've been doing. Speaking of, uh, I don't know if you've read these things, but I'm, I'm just going to run through some of these. Uh, Target is now up uh, nine bucks. It was up ten. Uh, stock is down from uh, two uh, thirty-five. And uh, what date do I have in here? Let's see. Uh, now it's down like thirteen percent year to date uh, going into the earnings announcement. But it was it was two forty-one on four eighteen twenty-two. So a year and a half ago, because they made all mm-hmm. that money in COVID when they shut everybody else down, which is pretty screwy. But let's uh, kind of forget that part. But I'm looking at the numbers here, and they're saying comparable sales, a key metric that tracks on sales online, and that store is open at least 13 months, declined 5.4% over year and year over year. That's a sharper decline and a 3.7 drop. Comp- for stores, comparable sales declined 4.3. Digital comparable sales dropped 10.5%. Russell, I gotta believe, uh, even if even if I'm gonna be put my charitable inflation hat on today, that somewhere in the last year. Prices are up five to six percent, especially if you count prescription drugs and other stuff. I don't see how, if that's not a recession, what is? I mean, real sales got to be down ten. Oh yeah. Well, how can it? Well, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Real sales. I I was, I was thinking of uh, unit volume. Yeah, I mean, if think that, but it's the same thing. It's just saying the same thing in different ways. Well, same thing. um, Home Depot yesterday. I, I was, I was. I was like, we got Target today, and we've got Walmart uh, tomorrow, I think. Uh, and those two are—I felt like those two are going to give us an awful lot of insight to what's really going on in the economy. And the economy is slowing, but well, at the same, yeah, I—I'm I, really surprised when you read all the headlines off the Target for stocks up nine or ten dollars. I don't know what people were expecting, but apparently they were really expecting a disaster. Uh, that sounds like a disaster. Well, evidently, it, it, it beat expectations. Whatever he's expecting. But, you know, we had Home Depot yesterday told the exact same story as Target. Essentially, right. year-over-year sales were down, uh, including inflation. If we get the same story out of Walmart tomorrow, how do you, how do you not say we're in a recession, for God's sake? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so they're, they're, no, and, and actually, I would, I, I would give more weighting toward Target than Walmart as far as the recession goes, because if you are worried about, um, but you know, let's say you use Target for your groceries. If you are worried about, you know, 
your household finances, you're going to switch over to Walmart. You know, Walmart's, a, Walmart's considered a very defensive company because people that normally yeah. don't shop there will shop there when the economy is slowing. So Target, Target's really the one that that gives you an idea of what's going on in the world. And yeah, it's uh, it doesn't it, it sounds like we might actually be in a recession, huh? Yeah, well, or at least a consumer recession, which is you know a big big portion of what we do. So, well, Home Depot is a is a is a big uh, uh, you know big thing for me in terms of uh, if they're down, yeah. especially with the housing where nobody can. You would think that if people can't move because their house is a three percent mortgage, and all of a sudden uh, the little the little bouncing baby bounces along, and you need another bathroom or another bedroom, people are doing it on the house they're in because they can't move. You would think that Home Depot would be up. Then mm-hmm. again, you know, and then again, how much is new construction? I mean, that I'd like to know what the you know what the, what the uh, you know their business. I, I know this the service end of even I don't know what percentage they get of that but if you actually just go up there and say I need somebody to come over and replace my front and back door I, if you compare that price to three years ago you're you're on you're on the moon compared to three years ago. oh yeah now, I don't know oh, if it's yeah. the material Absolutely. it's the door or the person or what it is but the blended the blended number is enough to shock anybody who's retired for God's sake or anybody really for that matter um, you know I think there's I think they've, they've moved more into that service area as a way to but I, what I've noticed is, because uh, we're going to start doing some work around the place, I'll be able to report better in a couple of weeks. But I, I've noticed is the uh, uh, the price of lumber was astronomical and it's come down some, not as much as it would it should be because the lumber futures. But anything that's, uh, you know, if it's treated lumber or if it's something special, they're not coming down. Or, God help you, if you try and buy a nail, I mean, they're not coming down. I mean, you're going to get a lost leader maybe on the tile, but haven't helped you on the glue and the grout, right? Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, I, I, my uh, my younger daughter who is scared to come on with you. Uh, today's her sixth or seventeenth birthday. Today's hey, happy she birthday. turned seventeen. Uh, well, yeah, he's dead asleep right now. But um, yeah, I took her out shopping yesterday for her birthday, and I was like, oh, and I you know we just. It, we went to like Nordstrom Rack because we happened to be close to there after we finished eating the pizza place we went to eat. And um, I was kind of, I, I haven't been in a store like that in a long time. I was absolutely shocked. Yeah. I was, I, it was like, you know, a, a nice dress shirt that, that it was 79 bucks. Oh, yeah. It's, and if, yeah, you, and, if, if and you were to I, take, you know, I'm, you know, well, if you were I'm, to take, that, the, this is a discount place. Yeah, if you were to take yeah. the, uh, I mean, I, I you know because a lot of them they have talls. I do a lot of stuff at like Olive Bean or someplace. If you, were, I mean, if I would, you know, somewhere if I'm cleaning my place, if I dig out a catalog from three years ago, you'd be stunned. Plus, the other part oh, yeah. is nothing's on sale, and yet you get you get sale stuff every day on the internet. Like if you if you buy stuff there, you'll get uh, you know whatever dress shirt, uh, forty nine bucks instead of eighty bucks or ninety bucks or something. But it's not the dress shirts are not on sale. They'll be they'll be like a, a a pink and blue stripe is on sale and the regular colors are a regular price. Yet they advertise the sale. But it's but it's like one color that they could they couldn't give away type of thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean the idea that you're gonna be able you see the headline, hey I'll get to, I buy this shirt all the time and I can get it for fifty bucks instead of eighty, that's not happening. Unless you want, you know, some bizarro color. 
or something. I really, I really don't want an orange sweatshirt. I mean, really? <laughs> I look like the setting, yeah. I look like the setting sun, as my uncle used to say. I mean, it, uh, the visual I have is, you know, I used to come down there really early before, you know, even before the first hour. And I have this visual of me walking up Van Buren and you coming around the corner like the sun shining through the shining through the uh, the deal. Well, let's just say some of my uncles were not politically correct. If somebody had a it was kind of a so we say spatially challenged and had a uh, like a, a horizontal striped shirt on, he'd say, "Now there's a look like a beach like a beach ball with arms." <laughs> so, they get it not politically correct. Spatially challenged means like fat, right? You know, heavy. Oh yeah, so you're, ta- I, you're taking up a you're taking up a little bit more room than. than yeah. I'm not saying fat. You're 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 a very tall man. You're a very handsome man. Oh god. Um, yeah. Would they, would they? Would they? If you have uh, if you're short, what you're you're vertically challenged. You're vertically challenged. Yes. Or if you're like, keep telling Doctor yeah. J's that. Well, get a load of this. <laughs> I ran the John last night, and he was yeah. he joined some health club, and. Uh, they they gave him a free haircut, right? So, so I think they might have snipped his ponytail. He was that happy. The uh, the guy they did, cut the, did they cut the whole thing off? I don't know. I, mean, I didn't want to hear those. He looked like he still they had. Cut. He looked like he still had some. But I go so so. Jan, how how was that free haircut? He goes, you get what you pay for. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a what a great line. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I said, tell him to put a bowl over it and stick the ponytail under the bowl, for God's sake. You know? Yeah. God. But uh, it's good to see those guys. I, t- I went to that funeral last night. Uh, got Whose funeral was it? You uh, keep Judge, saying that. Judge, Judge Tooman, 42 years on the okay. bench. 42 years on the bench. Yeah. Uh, and, and the life got started by stealing the security squad car at New Trier and driving it around the neighborhood when he was 17. Getting booted out of school. Getting booted out of New Trier. And uh, before he even had a chance to make his appeal, he joined the Marines and said, to hell with that. Got his GED, all of a sudden comes back to the star at Northwestern and then DePaul Law School and became a defense attorney, a prosecuting attorney, and then a judge for 42 years. Uh, 640-something murder trials. Oh, my gosh. He's, he was the absolute go-to guy that nobody... And, and you, know, you know what's funny about that, that, that number? That wouldn't even cover all the murders that we've had in Chicago this year. Yeah. Well, shootings. I don't know that many people die since we got some. We have some really good emergency rooms. Yeah, they know how to they know how to patch up the same. They patch, they, they patch up the same people sometimes, two three times. You know, they got yeah. a first name basis. Uh, hey, that looks like my work. Yeah, it, 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 that, that, healed up, that healed up nicely. Yeah, this guy got healed up not, enough just to get shot again. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for not getting shot in the right shoulder because I was really proud of that scar. Yeah. Um, so we come back. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I would never. I mean, you and I have talked a million times about what changes the market tone. If if I if you'd asked me on a, on a paper, Chief, here's your test: ten things that could change the market. I would have done something in China. Maybe that's coming to fruition a little bit. I probably would have listed. I don't know what on there. I, I probably would never have put down a downgrade, and yet it seems to. Have, it seems to have kind of poisoned the whole well here. It does between first the government and now the banks. Mm-hmm. SP futures down three, and the SP futures down fourteen. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks. 
How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading options ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Welcome back, Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Andrew on the board. SP Futures down one. NSA Futures down seven. So we're going to keep trying to rally here off yesterday's really lousy day and lousy finish. Uh, but uh, so far, not so much. Um, Dow's down 12, it's individual stacks. Uh, Target now up 8 bucks as the earnings, even though they weren't very good compared to last year, or sales evidently were better than people were thought. The stock's been down a boat, a bunch, so maybe people feel it's low enough. It's very possible. Uh, Europe, tax is now up 21.1%. Puts you down 34.5%. Kick around up 3, call that flat. So I'd say uh, sort of a borderline neutral over there, maybe down a hair. Uh, Asia, Nikkei down 472, 1.5%. Nikkei down another 251, 1.4%. It was uh, through 19,000, now it's danger going through 18,000, 18,329. Shanghai down 26.8%. Yesterday in the U.S., 
Dow was up, I'm sorry, down 361, S&P down 52, NASDAQ was down like 150, so the S&P went probably like 20 points in the last 45 minutes uh, last night. Uh, bonds, uh, down one basis point, 4.21, the Bund down one basis point, 2.66, Japan unchanged at 0.63, we're going to ask Russell if those guys are going to have to formally raise their rates over there because they're sneaking up on them kind of every day. Uh, oil, up 21 cents now, it was down a little bit earlier, 81.20, Brent up 19 cents, 85.08, natural gas down 4 cents, 261, our Bob on change, 284. We've got gold down 240, 19.32. Silver was up earlier. Now it's unchanged at 22.65. We've got crypto down 60 bucks, 29,088, but still hanging above 29,000. And we have the dollar uh, slightly weaker with the, the euro up still 109 and the uh, uh, euro 109 and the British pound 127. So not much happening there, but the dollar's a hair weaker, especially against the British pound. And we've got for us traffic weather sports. All right, it is 7.36 here in Chicago on August 16th. Uh, starting off with some sports, yesterday the White Sox played against the Cubs, and the White Sox won any of their game 5-3. And the Diamondbacks played the Rockies. Diamondbacks also won 8-5. Over to Chicago weather, it is currently let's see, one, the, currently 64 degrees. We have sunny skies, and we're going to have a high of 83 today. And over in Phoenix, they're currently at 86 degrees. They have clear skies. And they're back in that excessive heat warning. They're going to have a high of 110 today. Finally, for Chicago traffic, things are looking uh, a lot more in the red than I'm used to uh, being here on Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, if you're coming in on the inbound or outbound Eisenhower, expect very heavy delays all the way from 1st Ave to about... Let's see, looks like Independence Boulevard. That's, again, going both ways. Uh, if you're coming in on the Kennedy... Again, both ways. Expect delays from Foster Avenue basically all the way to downtown. Um, but it looks like no major accidents. Well, scratch that. There's an accident on the left shoulder in the outbound Eisenhower. Uh, that's west at uh, Harlem Avenue. But other than that, looks like it's just traffic as usual. So that's all I got. Back to you, Chief. Um, Russell, how do you? Uh, how do these two things, if they ever seem to have to come together? I mean, we, we're obviously we're gonna numbers and uh if how do you how do you get your your targets your home depot and maybe walmart uh showing certainly not an economic growth i mean there's no way with this stuff being down over your revenue and yet at the same time you read an article about how the you know the airlines are putting more first class seats in because so many people got so much money that they can't they don't want to fly with the rest, rest of the people i mean how does that how does that different directions of the economy ever come together, clash, you name it. I mean, when, when, is, is there a comeuppance? Is there not? Is it 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Never. I mean, it lasted in the 20s for nine years before something crazy happened in the market, right? Uh, there was a dramatic difference in, in if you were in New York or Chicago or someplace like that, and people driving Duesenbergs and other places, people aren't driving anything. I mean, you saw... Oh, make, yeah. You know? No, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, we, I was... You know, I go back and forth to Indiana on a very very frequent basis and yeah I see I, I see the difference every every year I do a thing in November for Indiana University where I go around uh, and and do a uh, you know an economics preview I do the financial markets one guy does macro economy one guy does regional economy uh, one person does local economy and yeah you can see the big difference in um, the smaller towns and stuff than you know than a place like Chicago. Totally, but and that you know 
I've, I've heard rate hikes referred to as, you know, good for the wealthy and, and basically bad for, you know, the lower end. And that there, there's some truth to that. Sure there is. You know, I, I, I don't think my family's household when I was growing up ever benefited from higher interest rates. Um, I know I, ha- I, you know, I have. I was able to, my, my, it, it's all about the Rhodes girls today. My, my older one, the one you met, is moving into her dorm at George Washington today. Wow. And, and about six months ago, I, uh, I put what was needed for the first payment for tuition and stuff, uh, into a CD that I got 4% off of. Um, you know, it's not a whole lot, but, you know, I did benefit a bit from, you know, higher interest rates. I don't think, uh, you know, the average Walmart shopper is benefiting from higher interest rates. I mean, maybe we'll actually see something around that. Uh, well, for the last, for the last, know, the saver for the last 10 years has yeah. got to be, has got to be down mean, 40% look, on his money. Yeah. yeah. Rich people can, rich people can only be, uh, so much of the consumer economy. You know, there's only so much crap they can buy. And typically, you know, a lot of the higher end things that they, that they buy, um, you know, don't really move the needle for everybody else anyway. Well, there's a, I mean, if you look at the numbers, just the plain old numbers, um, you know, one mega yacht is probably equal to a thousand bass boats. Yet, I think the country's oh, better off. Yeah. The country's better off with a thousand bass boats. Exactly. Exactly. You said this much better than I. Um, but I how, but how do you? But how do you prove that? How do you prove that? Um, you can't really prove that. Uh, you know what? My my adopted dog just got out. You're going to have to cover for a second here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the other issue is there was a gentleman on here on TV, I'm just kind of watching on break. Why is inflation falling? And, again, I I can't help but kind of keep driving this point home. There's a, there's a big difference between inflation and price level. One is one is the second derivative of the curve, and the other one is not. I mean, if uh, exactly, in a, exactly, I got her. <laughs> you corralled her. You, you're 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 quicker than the Frenchie still. I told her, well, there the next there there's some guys doing work in the next door neighbor's backyard. And whenever she sees people over there, there's actually a small way she can sneak into their yard. Ah, and she went and she went. I was just sitting out enjoying the nice morning until now. Yeah. So. Sorry about that, but no I, I, and I couldn't think of any other way to do that other than say, "Hey, I got a small issue here." Well, that's fine because we we don't want anything happening to her. She's become the dog's no, we do Michelle's not. Favorite we do dog. not. You're the you're the show mascot dog. Yeah, and, uh, living living longer, living longer and around longer than anybody would have ever expected. Well, that's right, and uh, I, but I I don't <laughs> say that about half the hosts. But I don't. Are, are we? I don't know. You're not. You're not our. Uh, well, I guess you are. You're our, our news maven. When when people continue oh, to yeah. say this wrong, is it because they don't under, understand the economic definitions? They do understand them and are trying to uh, send the wrong message. Are they are they lying? I mean, what are they doing wrong? I, I can't I can't figure. I out. I think I think they're being steered, and they're being steered because they fully don't understand some of the things they're reporting. And and without without saying bad things about different networks, etc., um, that's why I watch certain networks and don't watch other networks because they do. And I'm talking about the business news. 
um, not the you know not the spectrum of mainstream news. Um, there are some business networks that don't treat us like we're stupid, and there are some that I feel like are treating everybody like we're stupid. They're treating us like we're stupid, or treating us by. Uh, I mean, I, but but people, I think people do sort of understand that if all of a mm-hmm. sudden, if you, if you go to the store and everything doubles, all right, and somehow you don't. That's not that's not good for you. No, but then for the yeah. next three years, it doesn't go up at all. It only goes up two percent. You're, you're you're not catching up. You're you're not you're not gaining on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, one's no. price level, and one is. I mean, I did the example I used to lose. No, you're just constantly falling behind, and and what happens is if if you've got a population that the majority of the population is you know feels like every year they they they're like, um, what what's the mythology guy that's trying to put the big, push the big rock up the hill? Oh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, that, the, that's that, yeah. I, I, I think I think that's how. I mean, I I I, I saw this. In, you know, I saw this in my parents. I, I, uh, I, I can name you, I can name you the other. I, I mean, I, I can I name really you the other did. guy. Could, I can name you the what? other guy. Who, I can name you the other guy who got his his liver eaten out every morning and it grew back every night. Prometheus. I don't yeah, know. yeah, those kind of things. But yeah, I saw it. They, uh, you know, they tried and tried, and it just it seemed like we could never, you know, catch a break, and. Uh, I, I think there's 50 or 60 percent of our population that feels like that, um, and that's how you explain Trump. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, but beyond that is if they continue, you know, if you if, if you know, let's just say, you know, the the other party gets in again and you know, continues to try to build bridges with China instead of uh, doing what's best for the U.S. Uh, you know, eventually, you, you, what what happened on January sixth is going to be like a nothing burger. That's what I'm thinking too, and I boy, you're, you're gonna, and, and I'm afraid of that, and I, I'm very concerned about that. I honestly used to think that it would it would be all the minority communities getting together, and and that 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 would be the big concern. But now it seems to be you know the disenfranchised and extremely evil white male, which I am one of. Well, the, the the thing yeah. is, I get, I get I get to go as myself at Halloween now. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's but it's part of <laughs> it's, it's part of growth psychology. And I, by, yeah. by being a little older than you, I, I I really do remember a lot of you know not so much the fifties, other than maybe going to a ball game when I was really young, something like that. But sixties and early seventies, it was a, it was a really well. First of all, most of most of your people not. Had something to do with World War Two. They either fought, came back alive. Thank God. They were they were impacted by yeah, yeah. They they were impacted by it. But there was some some sense of camaraderie. Even the people that didn't go, like my mother and my aunt, worked for the Quartermaster Corps. You know, I mean, they did something. They were in supply. They weren't in the army, but they were something. And uh, so, but you come back and it was some and and you had this kind of perpetual real growth rate of three or four percent. I mean, virtually every year, maybe even a little more, and uh, mm-hmm. and everybody, if if you were if you were gaining at three and a half percent a year, and your neighbor worked on Saturdays and you didn't, and he was gaining at five percent a year, you you really didn't bitch too much because you could sort of see, hey, well, that guy, he did go to the GI Bill and I didn't, 
I went to work right away, and he basically sat in college for four years and didn't make any money. And now he's making a little more than me. It, nobody, nobody really bitched about that. I mean, it's, no. It seemed like the people who were making the 4% versus the 25 it, it was explainable in some way. You know, somebody took accounting class at night, somebody else didn't. Whatever it was, yeah. there, there was some, not always fair. I mean, nothing's ever totally fair, because obviously the health issues in those days were, were bad because, you know, you know, they worked in worse in bad environments, and there wasn't a lot of medical care that was any good. Uh, but So th- there was that going on. But now, when there's, when there's no growth, every time somebody kind of makes a million bucks, it's because other people lost a million bucks. It's a whole different world. That every time somebody mm-hmm. does well, you have to look around for who do you steal it from. You know, it, it, and that's, I mean, you look at the people who, who make all the money from making markets on the trading floor. They stole it from the thousand people who used to work there. There used to be a thousand, now there's five. <laughs> making the yeah. same amount of stuff. So, I mean, there, there's, there's, no, there's no positive net there. What I'm saying is, and you, you sort of see that all over. It's not like everybody's growing, you're just growing a little bit more than the next guy. So what? Or a little less, you know, because you're trying harder or you're, or you're taking more time off, whatever it is. But now mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I, I don't like any of the crime or anything like that going on here in Chicago. I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's totally screwing up the whole area. But I also know that an awful lot of young people look at this, quote, American dream and saying, that's never happening for me. And they're not just, no. they're not just from, the, from those neighborhoods, talking about a horrible thing to say. They're from, they're from everywhere. I mean, I mean, I, I know people that uh, are, went to good schools and stuff, and have, and have, you know, they're sitting there. I'm, I'm never going to own a house and two cars and with my student loan and all the other stuff I got going for. I, there's no way I'm getting there. I just can't get there. You're, you're never get your, your, your whole life is going to be spent trying to get out of a hole you're not going to get out of. Right. And, and, yeah. I, don't, and I, don't, I don't know how we did and that. It, and it, and it goes from, it, and it's, it's. I think it's moved up the ladder. Yeah. You know, it used to, it, you know, that that it, that used to be, you know, the one misfit in your family that uh, shows up at the family reunion. You never really know what they're up to. Blah blah. blah that kind. Of, you know, there always used to be a couple of people within a family. Now I think it's like the whole family shows up for the family reunion. It's like, man, it's tough out there. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, so I just it just feels that way, and and it, it it feels like it doesn't have to be that way. No, I mean, you know, but it, got, but it's relentless. Yeah, and we've got the best system that you got going, um, and and it just it it just feels like it just doesn't have to be that way. But that's just where we're at now. But and it's, it's a uh, it a lot of it has to do, I think, and I don't know where we'd start. But if you and I, well, if you and I landed in the Oval Office, the first thing we'd have to do is is find other people to handle, like uh, you know, African, South American, Asian affairs, because I don't know any of those rulers or anything like that, and maybe you I do. I do all of that. And then, yeah. um, but I'm saying the economic I'm, part, I don't know how you... It, it's so entrenched, Russell. I mean, I just, I, last month I was I was ragging about how in our building, uh, you know, we obviously still have the hot water here, so we, we pay that, but virtually nobody mm-hmm. cooks. <laughs> People upstairs maybe do. Uh, I don't cook in the summertime, so I mean, so my, the ga- I pay in the gas bill, right? So I, I pay for my floor and the one downstairs because if somebody rents, I don't want I want to make sure the gas and electric bill are always paid. You know, so I pay it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you never know otherwise. Uh, I don't want to come in and find out the garage door doesn't work because the, the gas the electric bill wasn't paid. Um, so anyway, I, I'm always ragging about if you don't use any gas, it's fifty two bucks a month or fifty three dollars a month. 
for for a customer line charge okay. and, and taxes yeah. and stuff. So we've got four units in the building. So with one line that's 30 years older than me, and we pay 225 hours or whatever it is a month just to have gas. Well, that's kind of a lot. When when it's not like they put a new line in or anything like that. So I get the bill mm-hmm. this month. They're up three bucks. So three bucks on fifty three ninety nine, which is now fifty six ninety nine. What's that? It's it's that's about seven and a half, four, seven, yeah, seven and a half percent. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, it's five and a half six. I mean, that's not coming back. The idea that there's no, no. there's that, that there's no. So there's got to be what a million people. How many people in the city have gas? That's what three million dollars a month. Everybody. These guys? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. in a, in a so. So what is that? It's going to go right in somebody's bonus someplace. They're not even going to pay it out in dividend. I, I'm sure that's not going to happen. That, you know, Commonwealth Edison all of a sudden is going to pay this, or a People's Gas is going to pay this huge dividend. That's not going to happen. No. It's going to go right in somebody, the, the, the chairman who thinks he's worth $50 million a year or whatever hell he makes and thinks he's probably being underpaid, which, you know, if you, if you put an ad out tomorrow for chairman of People's Gas, I'll bet you get 50 resumes better than his. It'll work for a tenth of what he's making. But we don't do that, oh, you know. You know we yeah. don't do that. But God help if we can find somebody to work for five hours an hour instead of five and a half. We'll do that in a second, right? I mean, somehow or another, this this all sort of has to change. And I don't. Yeah. I mean, and the the biggest. I think the biggest people. Everybody talks about you know guys like you, you know, rich old white guys that have all these you know stocks and so forth. The people that are really making the dough, Russell, are in nonprofits. I mean, nobody nobody questions oh, yeah. what the head of a hospital makes. Nobody nobody questions what the head of a school makes. I mean you know, I mean how much how much do the people at Notre Dame pay the the, the, the financing where whose job is to go out and pester people for money and, and, and invest it? What, what what are they making? I mean, oh I'd, I'd be in a fundraiser at one yeah. of the big schools. Uh, probably more than most of the professors. Yeah I mean whole if I if I had a no, chance to go to one night. of your classes, yeah. if I had to write a book other than my uh, mm-hmm. my 500 chapter book that I sort of mentally got going, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would write a book, and I, the, the 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 title would be Profit, with about four question marks after it. What does profit? Yeah, e- what, what does profit even mean in this world? I mean, you you would oh, think. Oh, I can I I can show you how to make accounting profits look positive when a company's bleeding cash. No, no, I'm, I'm talking not, not that yeah. kind of stuff, which we could probably both oh. do. I'm talking about, look, look at the amount of money that Notre Dame, Northwestern, uh, Indiana, out-of-state, Illinois, out-of-state, how much they suck out of the community. There's no profit there. There's no profit motive at all. They just eat it up inside. There's, I mean, how, how much at Commonwealth Edison or People's Gas, utility companies, actually gets out of the, quote, management class? That's where all the money is. You mean to, to mean to making sure everything's still working and well, I mean they just uh, the chairman the, goes the maintenance hey. and the dividends and yeah. all that kind of stuff. They don't they don't, they don't care uh, they don't care about dividends. No, and they should. Yeah. So, I mean, if any kind of public company has has to at least pass lip service to. I mean, do you think you think uh, Tesla cares about profits? They care about, about giving another five billion dollars to Musk, right? Yeah, well, they, they 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 care about enough profit that they can continue to pay him. Yeah, and uh, but I'm saying and, and and a bunch of other. But the stock goes well. up. It's not like you haven't done horror. Yeah. Stock goes up, but in terms of them turning around and saying, I mean, or uh, Apple turning around tomorrow and saying, "Geez, we better pay everybody like twenty bucks." They're not going to do that. 
So the term profit, every, everything's mm. it's it's the bottom line is profit. No, it's not. It's 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 wealth for somebody, but it's not profit for yeah. you know. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference between what we're doing now and profit. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if what if you uh, in PTI is uh well we're a, a limited liability. What are we? No, we're actually we're actually a part a regular partnership because that's the way it was. We, there were no LLCs when we put the place together, but but if we were a, a corporation. And all of a sudden, we started doing fantastic, and and you buy in. We say, okay, Russell, you can buy in. And it cost you a million bucks for twenty percent. Well, I'd love to be able to do that. Uh, a million bucks for twenty percent. Then you say, well, boy, you guys had a great year last year. Uh, looks to me like the phone never stopped ringing. You got how many million dollars more in management and blah blah blah. Where's my profit? Well, what do you mean? I just gave myself a four million dollar bonus. There's your profit. Yeah, there it goes. I mean, you say, there well, there is no profit. There is no profit. Now, yeah. what's the difference between that and a university? Or a foundation, or something like that. There's no difference, right? They just take it. Um, one of the issues with uh, with a lot of, of entities like universities and hospitals and things like that is you're seeing more and more and more administrators. You've re- the administrator the, the the administrative class seems to have grown tremendously. Eric Eric, Eric refers to, to him as the management class. Yeah. Well, yeah, for, and and I'm talking. We're talking about for for entities that claim to be nonprofit. Right. Yeah. The uh, no, they uh, they you know, there are schools that are that are hiring you know diversity officers for hundred for at four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and what, what and, you know what are they? And, what's the point? And I, I oh well. So yeah, there's a you know, the, there's a huge administrative class within, and it's not it, it's all kinds of nonprofit. They have you know, the it I I I can't remember what charity it was that I was you know first starting out in the working world and and where I worked wanted us to donate to Red Cross or United Way or something like that. My mom said, you know, like ninety seven percent of that never makes it to any of the charities. It's by uh, one of my yeah of. Uh, Good friends, old girlfriend. Uh, we worked at Pullman together. Uh, uh-huh. She ended up being on one of the boards of a charity, and she ended up. It, it took her. She's a pretty good worker. I'm going to say at least a month, and I don't know if she, if she could do it out of memory. She could tell you almost exactly how much all those places passed through to the quote needy or whatever the charity was. She ended up on the board of. Uh, Chicago Food Depository, because I think they, they what do they nice. pass through like ninety eight percent of the stuff? Some a huge number. No, you would you would assume that one would you know if you if you're taking food deposits. Well, they take money management too. Can, management can only eat so much. Well, they they'll take money. If you give them a check, they'll be happy to take. <laughs> oh, it. I know, I know they will. But, but they I mean, take, some of the work. take everything. I think at the time, and I don't know, maybe they've changed, but at the time, I think the March of Dimes, the United Way, were the worst. But now maybe they've changed. United, United Way was the one that my mom told me I couldn't be given money to. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think some like, of these, I think some of these veterans places are pretty good, but not all. I mean, you get, I mean if you're gonna, you yeah. know, it, it's work even to give your money away. Do it right. Is there, is there anything you can do that isn't work? <laughs> Ever doesn't take some research I was, or something. No, I, was, I, I was thinking really hard. I really was in deep thought on that question. And, yeah. Um, well, I mean, so. Uh, What's uh? I think we need to get the uh, the weather girl in here one morning. Tell her I'll buy coffee. She, I got to get her out of bed, and she won't get out of bed to do it. She's terrified. Well, why don't you just drive down and she can snooze to, in the back seat? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to trick her. We'll okay. trick her. 
Oh, God. We'll totally trick her. But, you know, we were talking about this last night. Um, you know, the, the older one who does want to go into journalism, uh, she can be our Washington correspondent. There you go. Because she, she she's at George Washington. She's, like, blocks from the White House. Um, well, and she doesn't be- have to know anything or anything else, but she can be Maggie Rhodes reporting from the White House and well, as soon as she gets make, up tw- a, make up a bunch of stuff like the rest of them. As soon as she gets to be 21, she can hang out in that bar across the street in the hotel where it's, it's downstairs and all the people in there are from the White House and they all they watch is CNN or something. And as soon as something happens, they dash back across the street. Mm-hmm. By the way, the so guy, she, uh, the Greek it's, dude... It's, it's kind of... Mm-hmm. The Greek dude you're talking about is Sisyphus. Sisyphus, okay. That's the guy who pushes the right... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's how we all feel. They have, right? have, have to get old after a while, pushing the rock up and only having to come down. Yeah. It, it, eventually you just throw up your arms. And I just... I feel like... I do feel like there's a higher percentage of the population that is hopeless. Yeah, I do too. And, and that's, that, that's the core to a lot of problems that we've got. And... Hopefully somebody can show up and promise us hope and change, and things will get better. Oh, God. With the two guys, uh, there's an article here. we got a dash here. I'm reading this thing uh, about how uh, the, the guys that got indicted with Trump uh, mm-hmm. in Florida. Now, you know, I, I don't know enough about this to say plus or minus on the whole mess, mm-hmm. but evidently, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy from New York and uh, Giuliani, oh, Giuliani and the gang that r- r- helped raise all this money for him. You know, uh-huh. based based on the, you know, we really won the election sort of thing. <laughs> evidently, yeah. Yeah. evidently, he stiffed them on on the uh, their legal fees. So oh, he, I'm sure he hasn't paid a bunch bunch of. So these guys are now. I can only imagine how much it is. So these so. guys are now defending themselves without getting paid for. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't write fiction like this. I, I, uh, I just you couldn't. No, anyway, I mean, need to need to see hey, it firsthand. Hey, what, well, just hold on. one la- one last yeah. thing about Trump. Do you know that he has been indicted in every NLF? In every NLE city except for Philadelphia. God. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I have my. <laughs> I love that. As you know, I have my uh, my feelings of Trump. Uh, yeah, I know. Both, both, some good, mostly bad. But I'm gonna. I'll, I will say this for any. No American deserves to get piled on like this. Where you have. No, it's you, pretty bad. You. I mean, what? Yeah. What are his? If if he had the dough. What are his legal fees, and how much money are the various states and federal government spending to go after this guy? It's it's well, it's not American to me. But let no, one let one place no. take the case, meld them all in somehow. I know it's state and other stuff, but it's it's like being in the securities industry. If you have a problem, every state piling on. Hey guys, yeah, you know what what are you doing here? I mean, well, make, making headlines and thinking you're going to ruin the election prospect for him, but it's. It's backfiring uh, in their face. Well, it's, well, you're gonna make a martyr out of him if you just let him yeah. go. Just let him that's go a, away. He'd go away, but he's gonna be a martyr. That—that's exactly what has happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you and I are old enough to know that. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I mean, what? So, now, but now, this what the, the lady in Florida? I mean, is she gonna? She expect to be a senator after this? I mean, is she gonna be the next Jim Thompson who put Otto Kerner in jail? I don't, know, I don't even know if he was guilty, and then had a huge life afterward. I mean, is that what? I, I doubt it. I doubt any of them are going to get what they think they're going to get from it. I just, I just, I mean, as is, is much of a weirdo I think he is, the idea that mm-hmm. anybody in this country could have a $40 million legal be- fee bill defending himself, I think is unconscionable. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
What kind of what kind no, of legal absolutely. system is that? Now, it's a kind of legal system that you can use to really screw over your enemy. Yeah, without a doubt. SP Futures yep. down eight, and SP Futures down thirty-two. Uh, Russell, talk to you next week. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks. PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.